0: Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. For how long have I been warning you about the wealth tax? It's been years. I warned you about affirmatively furthering fair housing in 2014. I've been warning you about the wealth tax for a long time. I've spoken to you about the Hague-Simons tax. I've spoken to you about the Supreme Court case Eisner v. McComber. The Hayes, if you haven't looked it up, just even out of curiosity, go look up H-A-I-G dash S-I-M-O-N-S. Haig Simons. These were two economists, I believe in the 1930s, that wrote papers that essentially designed the wealth tax. And it was a tax that would be levied upon appreciated value. Stocks, bonds, real estate. We keep hearing that, oh, it's just for the billionaires. It's just for the billionaires. It's just the billionaires. I don't know who is foolish enough to believe that billionaires won't just offshore their wealth or make the right political donations so they don't actually pay this tax. Or they won't be given government contracts to compensate for the tax that is paid essentially to satiate some level of populism but real clear politics has a piece that backs up everything i've said about your home's value collectibles you may own your 401k your ira your union pension even and that is once they realize one of two things either the billionaires are not going to stick around. They're going to invert their 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 accounting and residencies. Or whatever they do get from the billionaires doesn't actually cover the cost of what it is that they thought it was going to cover. And now they have to reduce the threshold to the average taxpayer. And of course, they'd have to make it popular. So it would have to be a 51 uh, versus 49 type thing. Now, I am going to give you perfectly executed political analysis. Headline, would a wealth tax work? Facing a national debt of over $31 trillion, the Biden administration's fiscal year 2024 budget plan is looking for a gusher of new revenue in a wealth tax. Now, again, we have created a system where we're getting close to a numeric minority that does not pay anything into the federal government. That's nothing and once that happens the government could spend on whatever it wants it could give 300 billion to ukraine it wouldn't matter once the majority of people are not taxpayers they can borrow they can print they can redistribute nothing will stop them because they will have the democratic majority which is why i hate their view of democracy and it is also we will find ourselves on the losing end of what is known as the titler cycle. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Maybe I'll read it aloud if I have to, but it's T-Y-T-L-E-R cycle. That once the majority realizes it could vote itself largesse from the treasury, the nation collapses. And what was once the democratic process will be replaced by a dictatorship, tyranny, fascism, etc. The problem we're facing right now is the majority of people who run around using the word fascist don't really know what a fascist is. It's kind of like Nazi. Nazi is just anyone that I don't like. Nazi is anyone whose politics offend mine, who exercises authority I don't like. It's just you're a Nazi. That's all they do. They don't really know what a national socialist German worker, they don't know and they don't care. It's It's just a buzzword. That takes the place of any other word that might be used to describe something they just don't like. It's easy just to say that person's a Nazi. So the budget is looking for a gusher of new revenue in a wealth tax of 25% on wealth exceeding $100 million. This would not, this tax would not just uh not just tax personal income, but gains of value of assets, regardless of whether that gain actually arrives as cash in hand. So what that means is that anything that has allegedly appreciated in value according to the government you would pay a tax on. Now, in 1920, again Eisner v. McComber settled this. The federal government cannot levy a wealth tax. But here's how the Hague Simon's tax works. It's I, which stands for income equals C. Or consumption plus delta NW, which stands for change in net worth. So the way the Higgs-Simons tax works is, let's say you have uh, somebody who has, you know, uh, 10,000 shares of, of Amazon, some real big, you know, big Wall Street person, and the Amazon shares are through the roof, and that person goes out and buys a big house and a fancy car and takes a vacation, the Hague Simons tax assumes that your income, right, your income is an equation of your consumption plus the change in your net worth. So you believe you can consume more you're treating the increase in your net worth as real dollars by making these purchases so they consider that your income, even if you're really just kind of betting that you have not converted any of this. It's just you say to yourself, you know, I, and that's also how an IRA works. That's also how a 401k works. If you look at your 401k, you go, wow, my 401k did really good this year. I guess we could take that vacation. The government would say, well, then that constitutes your uh, part of your income under the Hague-Simons uh, income tax. That's what we're talking about here. The Biden administration's proposal is not exactly new. Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Elizabeth Warren made wealth taxes part of their 2020 bids for the Democratic presidential nomination. Senator Ron Wyden, the current chair of the Senate Finance Committee and Joint Committee on Taxation, called for a wealth tax in 2021. Widen's plan, the billionaire's income tax, would tax billionaires or anyone who earns $100 million in three consecutive years at 20%. The Biden administration's tax proposal is similar to Wyden's treating taxation of asset appreciation as a kind of prepayment on income tax. So here's here's a, 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 a problem with this that, that obviously is not concerned. The, 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 the Democrats are not concerned with this. You could have a stock that is hot, right? Real hot, white hot, 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 hot stock, right? And your thinking might be, well, you know, I've got this amount of money in the bank. I mean, look at the stock price. And the government would say, well, if you're going out and consuming based on this stock value, we're going to tax you on as if that was your income. So if you bought the stock at 30 bucks a share, it gets white hot. It's 130 bucks a share. Woo! But you haven't actually cashed in. See, you haven't actually cashed in. But they would treat that as if you cashed in and tax you on it. The fact that maybe 2 years later a direct competitor of the company you were invested in completely wiped out all your gains and now you're you're kind of screwed. Maybe you bought a house that was too big or a car that was too fancy or took vacations that were too costly or whatever you did. The government is not going to rebate you for the losses. So they're taxing assumed value. And the danger in that is you could assume anything. Now, here's where where it gets dicey. It says, The appeal of the wealth tax has some major liabilities. The first is the staggering difficulty of determining the appreciation of value. For instance, should asset appreciation be figured on its fair market value? Who determines that? Should it be on whatever the market price might be on a given day? Which day? The variations within these possibilities should make heads spin, which is one reason why Janet Yellen has expressed skepticism about the difficulties in levying a wealth tax. None of that even begins to deal with the question of what is due an asset owner if the asset actually loses value. Like I just said, therein lies the huge problem. The government is happy to tax you when you win, not so much a rebate when you lose. And you know what? If you started rebating people for losing, guess what? People are going to purposely invest in losing things. Because then you would get money. And this is where woke comes in. So if you, if you had a blind, transgender, biracial immigrant in a wheelchair who starts a company hiring other blind, immigrant, transgender, biracial handicapped people to make 8-track players... A, dead technology. Now, there might be somewhat of a retro nostalgia market, but okay. And they can't raise investment capital. The government might say, well, because of you know ESG and DEI, we're encouraging the banks to lend money to this, to this outfit. And then you as an investor go, well, I look great. I'm going to invest in this handicapped, transgender, blind, biracial, immigrant-led company. And then when it takes the massive loss, you go in, you're like, I'm buying a million shares, I'm buying a million bucks of shares. And the thing goes belly up in six months. Not only do you get the you get the hero of the day award for investing in a company that checks all the boxes, you get a rebate from government for your efforts. So this is gonna take what happened at Silicon Valley Bank and put it on steroids. Now here's Another one. Another ominous liability concerns who exactly would be paying such a tax. Advocates of a wealth tax have assured critics that the tax would only affect the 700 uber wealthy households, or as President Biden claimed, the 100th of 1% of the Americans will pay this tax. But new taxes tend not to be respecters of a person, of of persons. There's no guarantee that the original targets of wealth, uh, a wealth tax, wouldn't simply divert their wealth into more difficult value assets or simply offshore their assets. Then it says France tried this in the 80s and all of their millionaires left the country. So the piece goes on. If that flight were to be repeated in the United States, Congress would be forced to drive the liability limit downward to the middle class just to keep up the revenue. And it would not be difficult. In fact, it might be unavoidable to find middle-income Americans paying the wealth tax on their cars, their homes, even their 401ks. It would also tempt federal fiscal policymakers to feed inflation since inflation would float the face value of assets upward even while hollowing out their real value. And there it is. One of two things would happen. Either wealthy people would flee the United States, at least on paper, and then the possibility exists that the government would be totally irresponsible with the new revenue. They wouldn't use it to pay down the debt or the deficit. They would just open up new spending and increase new spending. Either way, Once they get a taste of the wealth tax, they are going to lower that bar to perhaps all suburban home owners. When I told you they would tax your baseball cards, your comic books, and your vintage Air Jordans, I wasn't kidding. If you put, and I told the story, I could actually have my friend come on the program and tell you the story. If some of you don't believe me, a friend of mine, actually my workout partner, back in the 80s, bought two pairs of original Air Jordans and put one in the attic and then forgot about them. And years later, visiting his parents' home, found the original box with the original receipt from 1985. He sold them for thousands of dollars and bought his wife's engagement ring. But by simply putting them on eBay, the government would be able to access the price of a pair of Air Jordans in 1985, see what they're allegedly going for now, and tax someone on the appreciation, even if they didn't sell them. Weinzig 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right, they are wrong. That's the end of the story. The arguments on this radio program cannot be broken. Sirius XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Majority Monday to Friday, noon to three East, 9 to noon West, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.